Hi, my name's Tara Humphrey and welcome to the Business of Healthcare podcast, where I will be sharing interviews, insights, project management, leadership trainings and lessons learned from the field of healthcare to improve the delivery of your projects and business performance. Hi and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. So in today's episode, I am interviewing the lovely Katie Murray. Katie is the founder of the Catalyst Collective and she is a leadership coach and facilitator. The reason why I wanted her to come on to the podcast this episode is that she has got a fantastic tool which she calls her Power Practices. And these are just little questions that we can ask ourselves today or little exercises to keep us on track, to help us feeling good, to help us build our resilience, to help keep us focused, to help keep us motivated. And I thought that it was really timely to have her on, given all that we're going through at the moment. In this episode, we talk about the benefits of creating an early morning routine. We also talk about the shift from managing our time to managing our energy. Now a lot of us are working from home. If you're anything like me and you enjoy working at a million miles an hour and as soon as that foot gets taken off the pedal, um, you find that distressing. Um, we talked about, you know, like we, it's good enough. Be kind to yourself, manage your expectations and set your day up so you feel like you have accomplished what you wanted to accomplish. You don't have to do anything more than that. That is enough. And I think that that if you're very ambitious, if you're very driven and all of a sudden you find yourself in a situation where maybe you're furloughed or even though you are working from home and there's lots to do, sometimes your mind can wander and you may lack that motivation. So she talks about having a structure to your day how to manage your mind, talked about motivation. So it's a really, really powerful conversation and that there are lots of techniques that you can take away. And I think having guests on like Katie is a bit of a theme. In episode 28, I had Dr. Vidya on and we talked about mindset and motivation. And in episode 29, where I interviewed my good friend, Amory, we spoke about putting people first. Amory is also a leadership coach. And the reason why I like having coaches onto the podcast is because I feel that in the healthcare sector, we don't invest a lot in coaches. Maybe we don't get it. Maybe we don't see it as a good use of our time or money. But having a coach to help you through the ups and downs of your work, you don't have to be a business owner. Um, within your organisation is really, really powerful. Having somebody at the end of the phone or on Zoom or on Um, slack to help keep you motivated to help keep you on track to help vocalize your feelings to help you manage your expectations to help you explore the options is really really important really valuable and half the battle you know how to do your job the rest is mindset accountability and consistency so I hope that you enjoy these episodes and Katie um, has provided so many tools that we can start using straight away in our day-to-day so enjoy and as always please like and share on social media stay safe and I will see you in the next episode Hi, Katie. Thank you so much for joining me on the Business of Healthcare podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much, Tara, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. My pleasure. So we know each other at one point. I think we met each other at an event initially. 
And then I stalk you on social media. And what attracted me to you was that you have your power practices. So I thought, given the current climate that we're in, it's quite stressful. It's a difficult time. I think that um, you can provide a valuable tool to our audience to help them stay motivated and help build up their resilience during this um, difficult time. How does that sound? Yeah, sounds good. That's what I love to do. And that's what I'm here to support people with. Yeah. So can you just give um, our audience a little bit of an intro to yourself? Who are you? Where do you live? What do you do? Um, I know you've got a family. That'd be great. Yeah, so partner of one, mother of two, one kid in secondary school, one kid in primary school, although both now in my home because we're all together. Uh, One is absolutely delighted about that and one is absolutely gutted about the school closures. So we've got a whole range of emotions in our house at the moment. Um, They're both doing well and adapting to this new rhythm and I'm super grateful for that. I know that's not the case for everyone. So yeah, grateful for that. My partner's frontline NHS and my parents actually were both medics and so I chose a different route I didn't go down that road in terms of healthcare professional but I did pick up from them I think that value of wanting to make a difference and wanting to help people so that was really strongly in me as a kid and I chose to work in the humanitarian sector so I worked in lots of different countries around the world and then that developed into leadership coaching and people development support and particularly resourcing people through change so this feels like a time when we're all going through massive transition aren't we and adjusting in so many different ways quite a lot of imposed changes and my work for the last few years has been focused on supporting women particularly to step up in their leadership but also without burning out so that combination of how do we lead really well but how do we do that in a way that's sustainable for us? And yeah, that feels relevant just now, doesn't it? That sort of resilience piece. How do we not fry ourselves at this time where we're all dealing with the additional pressures? Absolutely. Absolutely. What does your husband do? So he is a therapist. He's a counsellor. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm envisaging there'll be a spike in need for mental health support as well as a result of the, the COVID-19 situation too. So yeah, diff- different waves of emotions going on in our household. <laughs> and how has the coronavirus affected you? So you're a coach, you've got lots of clients. Are you seeing them need you more or has work dropped off a little bit? Yeah, there's been an initial crisis period where everybody's just trying to adjust to the new and a transition into all the new situations and things that were for me face to face so lots of events and and where I would sit with somebody one-to-one those have obviously now clearly been moved or they've moved to virtual so lots of things I do now is virtual I feel like lots of people are getting sick of zoom though isn't it we've all been on zoom calls for a lot of time so I think there's something about balancing the tech um what main challenge are you seeing what are your clients coming to you and saying Yeah, massive level of dealing with complexity, lots of anxiety, lots of ups and downs of emotion, dealing with that emotional roller coaster ourselves while also needing to lead others. And yeah, how do we do that sustainably? That's that's coming from a lot of directions and people, some of them so busy right now with additional pressures that there isn't really a lot of space for personal reflection so what are the things they can do that are really easy to just build in that resilience every day and then for some people who've maybe lost their jobs or they're being furloughed right now or they're working from home for the first time I'm seeing this real sense of sort of disc you know discomfort around how do I motivate myself every day how do I keep going how do I feel energized 
while I also deal with maybe some anxiety about my own health or health of others. So I think there's that real mix of emotions and people needing to find ways to just navigate this time of uncertainty. And do you feel this uncertainty as a coach? So I'm familiar with the change curve. I don't know if that's something that people have have come across before, that idea that we we have all these different emotional responses when we experience a change and it can be like a loss or a, a loss of something registered like a grief when something changes for us profoundly. And I've really experienced that. So I've gone through some anger, some disappointment, some sadness, and I'm sort of pinging around and bargaining comes in there as well. And then I also have lots of moments of feeling hopeful and actually enjoying this time which is a whole mix of things and and then feeling a bit guilty for enjoying this time so I think that's all really normal like that mix of emotions right now is really normal. Talk to me a little bit more when you say sometimes you feel guilty what's that? Yeah I think and I've heard this from a number of my peers as well that there are bits of this experience so I'm I'm in lockdown with my kids at home I'm working from home I'm juggling my business from home there are bits of that that I'm actually really enjoying. I actually love having the additional time with my kids. They're also driving me crazy at times and we, we have those moments too, but actually there are some really beautiful moments. And then I'm limiting my news intake. Actually, I tend to just listen to the news on podcast rather than I don't have the news on all day because I find it doesn't do my nervous system very good, very much good. Um, but then when I do engage with like what else is going on in the world, it's really challenging, isn't it? And painful. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of people experiencing a lot of difficulty. And so there's that moment of like, oh, but I've enjoyed some of my day. And just that, just living with that mix of some days I'm feeling really devastated for some situations and some days or moments of days I'm really enjoying it. And that can be quite uh, disconcerting, I think, in the mix for people. Okay. So uh, we have a broad range of people that listen to the podcast. A lot of clinicians, a lot of health, uh, a lot of healthcare executives, a lot of startups, a lot of people are just listeners. They work in a general practice. So one of the reasons why it was great to, it's great to have you on is that you have this thing called power practices. And I thought it'd be really helpful for those uh, clinicians that are working day and night to just do the best with what they can, with what they've got. And then you've got people like me. I'm a project manager. I'm not frontline, but I'm working with the practices and work with the primary care networks. And it is full on. But I am also working from home and sometimes even though I have got lots to do, sometimes I struggle with being motivated and I'm a pretty self-motivated person, but I am struggling working from home. I like my office. I like that face-to-face interaction. So would you be able to share what your power practices are and how we potentially can apply them? Yeah, of course. And I think you've named so many of the range of of our different experiences isn't it so thank you for that so for me there's a mindset shift here which is about moving away from how we manage our time to shifting into how we manage our energy so how do we feel at different times of the day if you think of your body like a battery like when are you at your best in terms of feeling really energized and really topped up and when is your battery or when is your energy more drained away and the more that we can 
sort of play to our strengths with that or play to the flow of our energy, the, the more we can actually get done. So that productivity piece that you talked about and the, the study and the data tells us that we are five times more productive when we're in a state of flow. So for me, um, and that's all about that lovely absorbed state when we're really enjoying our work and we time can feel like it is just passing really quickly. And so power practices for me are all about how can we get into that state of flow and how can we develop our own mental resilience to stay feeling the way we want to feel more in our days so that overall our days feel good and um, even if they're stressful even if we're under pressure even if there's stuff that's going on around us that's really hard that we are able to take back a bit of control and a bit of our own agency around that so that's really the thinking behind them and shall i just share a couple with you to give people a flavor yeah so one for me would be um what do we do when we wake up in the morning and our morning routine can be really varied depending on who else we're sharing our house with and who else is in our lives clearly we just make just make this work for you but for me there's something about first thing in the morning make your bed so there's always people go what do what do you mean make your bed make your bed it's really powerful to do because whatever else happens in the rest of your day you come home and you come back to your bed or you move to your bedroom from wherever else you've been in your house that day and there's some part of your day that you've taken some control and agency over it's a really small thing but it makes a really big difference and also in your morning routine I would encourage us all to focus on what our intentions are for the day ahead so I ask myself three questions the first one is how do I want to feel today and I think about how I want to feel and I and I feel it for a moment and then I think about how do I want to show up today how do I want to be with my colleagues with my team on zoom virtually the people around me that I'm on lockdown with I'm working from home with how do I want to show up with them and that helps me think about how I want to lead that day and then the third question, this just takes a few seconds. The third question is, what's one thing that I want to progress today? And again, this can really help if you're feeling, I've got so much to do, but I'm struggling to feel productive, or I've got so much on and I'm so, so busy, I'm feeling overwhelmed. This question's really powerful. What's the one thing I want to progress? Helps us just to agree with ourselves. Like if nothing else happens, what's the one thing that is the most important thing for me to help me progress my goals? So just asking those three questions, how do I want to feel? How do I want to show up? What's one thing I want to progress today? And I do that sometimes if I'm in the shower or if I'm getting brekkie ready or whatever you're doing, it doesn't have to be a big long session with yourself, but just if you like to journal, you can write it down. Even just thinking those things through really powerful sets you up um for the rest of the day and if you get off at any point which i often do i end up feeling the way i don't want to feel or i show up in a way that i, I don't want to show up but i can get back on track by remembering the intentions that i've set so that's one example do you have to do all three so i'm thinking of <laughs> i don't know it's only three but i'm thinking of if you are a busy frontline clinician the what the one thing that i want to progress that may be quite difficult they might just want to get through the day yeah yeah. So then do, how do I want to feel today? How do I want to show up today? Um, it, it, your workload will flow differently when, depending on what you're doing each day. And some of us are just responding to what is in front of us. And that is our job that day is to get through those things. But you could ask yourself the question, how do I want to be while I'm doing that? Do I want to feel focused? Do I want to feel energized? Do I want to feel calm? Do I want to feel that I can share kindness with people? What, whatever it might be. And that can just really help us stay stay showing up the way that we want to show up even though things are challenging 
Okay, great. Um, you said you had another one? Yeah, so this is a breathing exercise, actually, which again is super simple, but it's helping me a lot the moment to feel more grounded or if I feel my anxiety rising or if you are going through your day and feel you're tipping over with the levels of pressure that you might be experiencing. So we can just take a few seconds to pause and connect with our breath and notice where our breath's going into our body it's like a little meditation if you're familiar with that but if you're new to meditation it's you can do it with your eyes open you can do it wherever you are while you're even while you're in a meeting if you want to and just take several deep deeper breaths and notice how you're breathing and when you put your attention on your breath and you take some deeper breaths you actually access your body's parasympathetic nervous system which is like the recovery response so if your body's feeling all tense or if you're feeling hectic in your brain and in your thinking that breathing exercise can really slow you down and enable you to access your calm rational compassionate thinking which will just help you then to make better decisions and to to connect with people in the way that you want to so taking a breath taking a few deep breaths taking just a few seconds to do that can really help us stay on track and keep ourselves energized through the day cool and even though i work in the field of healthcare and you would think that everybody is mega 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 busy but not everybody is and i do know of um some friends that are being furloughed what advice would you give to those people where people say, well, it's an opportunity to be at home, you can declutter or you can do all the things that you should have done, but you haven't done. But I know people want to work. And initially, you know, like a week in, two weeks in, they're getting bored. So what advice would you give to those people? How do you stay motivated when you feel when all of a sudden your life has changed? Some really good questions. And so many people I think will be experiencing this over the next few weeks. And it's a massive change, isn't it? To go from fully engaged to like, oh, what am I doing with my time now? That is a big change for us as humans to adjust to. So I think the first thing to say is just noticing how you feel and that that's okay. There isn't a should here at all. And that and where we hear some shoulds and oughts, that's I just encourage you to bring some additional kindness to yourself through that experience because it is a massive adjustment to make. So that's the first thing I would say. What does it look like to be really kind to yourself just now and dialing up that compassionate voice for yourself? Can you up your self-care? Can you do some things that you enjoy to give you a sense of purpose and a sense of fun and pleasure in your days? So it might just be a really small thing, something that you actually enjoy to do. Could you build that into your day? And then I think as you begin to get into the flow with that, how do we start to find some purpose in our days? And I don't think that needs to be a big existential question, like what's the purpose of my life at all? But what can I do today to feel a sense of accomplishment and to feel a sense of achievement? So it might be quite a small thing, like I'm going to sort out a cupboard or I'm going to plant some spring bulbs or I'm going to sit in the garden and read a book that I've wanted to read for a while. Like, I think it's important not to put pressure on ourselves and there's loads isn't there on social media oh do all these learn mandarin and learn the piano it's like, <laughs> oh my goodness I'm not sure how realistic any of that is so I think it's being super kind to yourself and and finding some small things that feel fun and feel enjoyable to you and that perhaps every day you can feel a sense of completion around that and and again just in terms of what's going on in our brain there when we get a sense of completion and something finishing we get a sense of achievement and that feels really great and so just enjoying those moments enjoying those positive emotions 
can help us to offset some of that negativity bias that we all our brains are primed to look for threats so we can perceive negativity more more acutely so we can offset that with those more positive experiences and as you're adjusting to the new reality you're going to feel a whole range of things and that that's that's okay and that's um probably means you're human and you've got a pulse and you're normal that you're going through that range it's so fun. I was smiling when you were saying that because even though I haven't been furloughed and I'm very, I feel very lucky and very fortunate to still be working, uh, there is something around when you say be kind to yourself. I think I'm the sort of person where if I haven't achieved, even though I've got my top three goals and all of that stuff, I am an achieve, like I like to achieve lots in a day. And if I just achieve my three, I know that sounds silly, but I'm like, I, I wish I could do more. I wish I could achieve more because prior to this situation, it was like, go, 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 go. And I think there is something around just saying, actually, you know, like you've done your work, you've done, you've achieved your goals, be happy with that. But I think that we all just want to succeed and be the best that we can be. And when the environment changes around us, we have to change our mindset too, but that is difficult. It, you it is difficult for me and I and I try to do this stuff and meditate but sometimes I do well like regularly I fall off the wagon <laughs> just think oh god why am I not doing more or why do I not feel happier I really relate to that and and that level of expectation that we've put on ourselves is real isn't it and and the fact that you can notice that I think it's really powerful because it's like oh okay there's my there's the pressure coming in from myself about what I should be doing today. And again, it's, the sh it's when it's a should, isn't it? And it's coming from that place. I think that's a little bit different. So that it feels to me like there's a bit of letting go at the moment of all of that for us. And um, what does it look like to expect less of ourselves? So I, I know for me, when I have my kids at home and I'm working from home as well, I need to know that I will just get less done every day and I need to readjust like the level of expectation I'm putting on myself and on my family just to be more realistic. And, and even this week I've made a shift internally and it does feel a bit easier. I've scheduled a bit less in my days and I'm just putting less pressure on myself to go, 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 like you say, because I can really relate to operating in that way. And it has started to feel a bit easier and upping, upping the self-care, upping the grace and the kindness and, and upping those moments of joy that feel good. None of that belittles that there's massive challenge going on or that there's really, you know, there's lots of people experiencing a lot of difficulty right now, but all of that helps me to um, feel better each day and, and probably then be more productive when I am focused on my work. I was just about to say should. It's a question for thinking about those people that listen, that run a business. If they expect less from themselves and they take their foot off the pedal they will feel maybe feel better now but their business could suffer we don't want to get to the end of this and have taken our foot off the pedal and expected so much less from ourselves the business suffers does that make sense completely totally hear that so I think I'm living that myself right now so I'm, li I'm dancing in that tension definitely every day and what's come up for me this week is how can I radically prioritize? So when I do have my, let's say I have, a, let's say I have a two hour window when my girls are having snacks and watching telly or doing whatever they're doing and they're happy and they don't need me. 
what is the one thing I can progress in those two hours that is the most important thing for my business and, and, you know, for my work and actually what can I leave and say that is not so important right now. And I see that happening with my clients in every sector that people are needing to really prioritize what are the most important things to work through during this time of response and crisis. But then as, as we play out the next three to six months to a year. And so, and so I, it's, it's a both and for me around how can I be kind to myself that I'm going through this massive transition and that my body's experiencing that and I need to, to allow it to experience all the emotions. And I actually now have less time because of the other things I'm juggling. And I absolutely want my business to thrive. So what are the key things that I can really focus on? So that's, that's how I've reframed that in my own head, the both and around that. So there are loads of things that I'm just saying, I'm just going to leave those things. They're important to me, but they're not the most important things. And by letting go of that, I'm not, I'm not taking my foot off the pedal of my business as a whole, but I'm just really radically focusing down. And then when I do do my work, I'm super focused. I'm super clear. I'm really productive. I'm actually progressing well in that space. So I overall don't feel like it's uh, like a slump, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a little tip I'd love to share, which I call batching, uh, which is about how do we access this flow state and help us feel productive. So to your question earlier about if we're, if we're needing to help ourselves stay motivated, even though we might feel we've got loads on, or if we feel like I'm now furloughed and what on earth do I do with my time? So batching can really help. And it's, it's based on something called the Pomodoro method where you just set a timer, give yourself a time span. I, I go for 30 minutes and I'm finding my attention span anyway at the moment is a bit less than it usually would be when I'm, when I'm at my peak. So 30 minutes is about right set your um, timer for that and turn off all your other notifications. And then you just choose to focus on one thing. And again, for me, back to your previous question about focusing on, on the success we do still want to see in this time, what are the most important things for you today and this week? Do that in your 30 minutes. And the batch is a focus time of uninterrupted, non-distracted. Whenever you get distracted, you can just bring your attention back to it. And you do enter that flow state really quickly and you can get loads done and feel really, really good in that time. And at the end of 30 minutes, take a break, have a stretch, get a drink, get energy back into your brain. And if you can do another batch, you know, after a five minute break, go back into another 30 minute batch. But if that's your window before you are with your kids or are switching with your partner or whatever it is you're doing to manage your home life, then that's your window where you've got loads done rather than just kind of sitting at your desk wondering what to focus on. So batching can really, really help with that. Katie, thank you so much. You've given us so many kind of little tools that we can use and that we're definitely, we're definitely, I'm definitely going to use. Um, is there any final words that you'd like to leave with our audience on how to kind of manage, but not just manage and hopefully at moments where you feel like you've got this and that you're thriving any last tips yeah thank you this is a question that I've been asking myself so I am in no way resolved on this or like sorted with it but I'm I'm allowing this question to sort of challenge me which is shifting from why is this happening to me to why is this happening for me and that shift is really helping me to shift where out of maybe more of a little a victim place or feeling a bit more reactive to a bit more proactive, a bit more powerful, a bit more 
in my own agency around what can I learn? How can I grow? Not, a pre- not from a pressured place if I have to learn the piano or whatever, but just how can I, what's the opportunity for me in this time? So whatever you're experiencing right now and whatever you're handling and whatever you're dealing with, and it is quite a range, isn't it, for different people, what, what, what is it in there for you? And that will be different for each of us. But that question is really helping me see the gift in this experience rather than just all of the pressure of it. Thank you so much, Katie. Um, If people want to find out more about you and about your power practices, I know you've got some like downloadables. Where can they find you? So I'm at Katie Catalyst on Instagram or Katie Murray on LinkedIn. And yes, I've got some templates that you can get from me there, which will help you embed your power practices every day. Thanks, Katie. Thanks so much, Tara. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and we hope that you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, we would love it if you left us an iTunes review or if you comment, like and share it on our social media channels. You can find us on Twitter at THC Primary Care and on LinkedIn, just look for Tara Humphrey. So the Business of Healthcare podcast is being brought to you by THC Primary Care. We are a project management company specialising in the development of primary care networks, GP federations and training hubs. If you need support or you are looking for advice on how to progress one of your initiatives, please drop us an email so I can arrange a call with you so we can discuss this further. Our email is admin at thcprimarycare.co.uk. We've been helping primary care networks with their development plans, helping them to make the most of their network meetings, sharing training resources. We've had questions like what do we include in a project plan? We have implemented network-based contracts across GP federations. We also support the day-to-day operational management of training hubs and have also got experience in setting them up from scratch. If we can't help you, we definitely know some people who will be able to help you. So please do get in touch. And that's just to remind you, our email address is admin at thcprimarycare.co.uk or come and find us on www.thcprimarycare.co.uk. And in the meantime, please tune in to the next episode of the Business of Healthcare podcast. <laughs>